0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football filling. Scott McTominay was Manchester United's saviour on Saturday afternoon. So much so that Mark Goldbridge has called in sick today because he didn't want to have to say nice things about Scott. So we've roped in Rhino Legs Tom as a last-minute substitution. Arsenal won the big one on Sunday afternoon against Manchester City. Spurs went to the top of the Premier League. And our Chelsea finally back. Come on, Football filling, in You beauty. And as always, we've got the legend, Dave Watson. What hour are you, mate? Very good, mate, thank you. Uh, did you enjoy the weekend's football? I was very impressed with the weekend's football. OK, well, where we're going to start right now is Arsenal against Man City. The big one, Sunday afternoon. I've got a um, a confession to make. I didn't actually watch the game. Um, what? What? I was playing in the uh, James Madison Invitational Golf Foundation Day, which was absolutely fantastic. had a lovely time. Shout out, James. Um, the charity work is incredible. So I didn't actually get to watch the game because I was finishing golf. I was having a few beers. It was a lovely day. Me neither. I was driving back from Glasgow having watched St Mirren play Rangers. Wow, you are... I watched it. Well done.
2: Right, so we can come to you then, Tom. Good game? Enjoy it? Um, No. No? No, yeah, it was all right. It was okay, wasn't it? Um... I think the first half was um, bit bit cagey. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like Arsenal. I said to Watto earlier on. I felt like Arsenal kind of got bullied a little bit in the first half. And I, I think in the long term for the season, I I just think they maybe lack someone that's gonna kind an of an enforcer. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know whether Declan Rice is that guy. I'm not sure. But felt like. I mean, Kovačić probably should have got sent off. But it just feels like they need someone to really stick it about a bit. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether that will be Partey when he's fit again. But yeah, that, that was kind of my take. Um, we've, we've,
0: we, don't get me wrong. We've looked at all the highlights. We've looked at all the details, the data, all that kind of stuff. Watto, I want to talk about that red card then quickly. The well, the, the, the not a red card. Kovačić yeah. um, should have been two yellow cards, really.
3: Yeah, I think on the first one he's actually very, very lucky. I know VAR looked at it, but on another day interpretation could have been different and it could have been a red. I think the big thing for me is, like, five minutes later, ten minutes later, it's a rash challenge against Rice. And I think if he's not had a yellow card, it's certainly a yellow card. So I'm at the point now where referees, are they just trying to say, look, I want to stick with 11 v 11 here. If you're a coach or a manager, you're doing your nutting at the side because you know that's another booking and he should be off. Or is he just trying to make sure it's the biggest game of the weekend, it's going to stay 11 but v 11? That's
2: nonsense. Surely, Ben, you've played in games where it, it doesn't matter if he's on a yellow card. They need to take every foul on its own merit. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. This is the point. It should, this is the bit where the managers will be going
0: crazy for it because I guarantee you, once once Kovacic puts that tackles in on, on Declan Rice, Pep Guardiola is watching that going, what are you doing? You've gone. <laughs> what are you no, no, doing?
3: No, the, the 100% Guardiola, when he makes that tackle against Rice, yeah. If there were a camera on him, he's thinking... Yeah, He'd turned around. Off. Off. He's, he's, he's off. Yeah. No doubt about it. And he's and he's got away We one. But I think the referees, again, we're talking about them all the time. First one could have been a red, fair do's, he's give a yellow, so they've stuck with it. But when he makes that next tackle, his job as a referee is to give that yellow card. And it's not about denying the entertainment for the fans or whatever... And Saying it should be 11v11. 11 11. 11 At that point, it's the letter of the law, it's a yellow card, he's off, it's finished. The referee's bottled it, hasn't
0: he? I think he has bottled it. He has it. bottled oh. it. I think he's got swept up with the fact it's the massive one on Sunday. First afternoon. half. He, know, he, know, he knows that the what, the world are watching this yeah, game, for sure. And like you say, it's the first half and he's bottled it. He wants to keep it 11v11, 11 11, a good spectacle on TV. Yeah, but what happens this morning when Howard Webb's on the phone to him again? Is he saying. You've done really well there, Michael,
3: to keep it 11 v 11. Or is well, he saying to him... What are you doing? Mate, what are you doing? It's not our job to make sure it's 11 v 11. The players have got to take responsibility. If he's down
2: for two yellow cards in five minutes, it's two yellow cards and he's off. in a, a good position as well. He was in a good position as well. So, like that first one, that first one, if that was a red... Would people would people be complaining that it was a red? No, I don't I think, don't, think no, they would. I wouldn't.
0: I'd say I'd, we watched it this morning and said that could be a red. That could. Yeah, sure. That could so be. That, a red, that,
2: that could. goes so. So that
0: is arguably
2: that's the red. Yeah. That second one. That's a, that's so obviously Just quickly, a yellow. Right, somebody said this to me yesterday.
0: I can't remember who it was. They said. They'd be talking about VAR. It's like everybody just talks about VAR. It's the the overriding theme of football, isn't it? Um, And they said, do you know what? Why don't they just try and go and do a month without VAR? Why don't they say, we're going to do a month, yeah, without VAR, just get rid of it, right? And we'll see how it goes. We'll do a month, just see how it goes. Just see if everybody enjoys it, if the fans enjoy it, and if they don't enjoy it and we want to go back to VAR. We had 100 years of that, though, Ben. And if not, (laughs) let's just keep it as it is with no VAR then. I was like... That's a really good
2: idea. Well, big it's not that,
3: big but, Ange said he's not sure we've got the technology for it. So that's uh, what I'm
2: saying. Why don't we try it? Genuinely, I think that's a really good shout. I think the, the, we're, we're now in a position where they've backed themselves into a corner where they've got to stick with it. They're sticking with and, it now. And it's just embarrassing.
0: Whether it's right or wrong, they're sticking with it. But let's talk about the game a bit more then. Watto, um, that's a massive, massive win for Arsenal. Is it a bit of a statement as well? I think it has to be when um,
3: Arteta's never taken a point off him in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, obviously we we know what happened last season Um, Arsenal were so far in front and City beat them twice in in the real biggies Um, I think for them to have even taken a point would have been a a massive move forward in terms of momentum but to win that game um, I've watched the game like you this morning again and it was just a real technical battle tactical battle it was like chess not massive chances in the game and it was probably going to be a goal like that a deflection that maybe won it um, I think it's I think it's huge for for Arsenal. Um, the interesting point, well, for us, if we talk about the goal, is Raya plays in goal, got away with probably three or four moments of, of yeah, madness. Yeah, if yeah. I'm honest with you, um, if that would have been Ramsdale, everybody would have been crying. Raya's got to come in and be number one. But but Arteta at the end of the game went and grabbed him and give him a hug, yeah. really showing that he's his number one and backing him. Post game in the interview. That's what I'm asking him to do. That's what I want him to do. That's how he's going to play. Um, but I just think for me as an Englishman, I think Ramsdale could have equally have
0: had that same performance and have passed the ball and done the same things and would have probably shot him down. It's brilliant goalkeeping is, right? Because <laughs> sometimes you can have a game like this and you get away with it and you keep a clean sheet and it's like, mm, brilliant, this is absolutely amazing. And then you have other games like that where you make, well, not they're not massive errors, are they? But they're, they're ones that he's got away with a little bit. What are and, the back
2: four thinking though, Ben? <laughs> Right? Yeah,
0: I think the the, the problem is you play Man City and you know that as soon as you play that ball back to David Raya, that is their trigger. That is literally their. Tr- it's like Man City set traps almost to do this sometimes. Yeah, they wait and wait and wait and get it to the close point where they go right. It's going to go back to the goalie. And as soon as it goes back to the goalie, whoosh! Every one of us just go in there and push as quick as we can. So for David Raya, he needs to know that he has to be rapid with it. He has to get the ball out of his feet. He has to pick a pass, and if he can't pick a pass, he's going to have to do it fairly long or chip it into a midfielder or something like that. He didn't even have a chance to do that because the second the ball's got him to him, the one where he's on the line, basically. Yeah, yeah. The second the ball gets to him, he has to just basically try and open up and get somewhere. But the lad is on him. Alvarez is on him so, so quickly. I had one of them against Arsenal, actually, when I was at Watford a few years back, three or four years ago, and it was uh, Aubameyang. And it's exactly the same thing, yeah? Played it to me, I tried to open out onto my left foot to go and play it over there. Before I knew it, I could see I could see Aubameyang, like, literally there. I'm thinking, uh-oh, I've gone to clear it, it's hit, Aubameyang got straight in the back of the net. I'm thinking, shit, shit, we lost the game 1-0. Shit, <laughs> no, it's horrible. No, but he's a, a millisecond and he's
3: got away with it. Yes. That, that, that's how quick these guys are on you, you know what I mean? That's the oh, no, point.
2: I think, like, the casual fans like me will watch it and I did it yesterday and I went, just fucking get rid of it. Yeah, I know, and is yeah. it a case of they are just that fast? Yeah, they Because are it fast, felt yeah. like Raya was... <laughs> We're just pondering on it.
0: Now, it's a slow ball back to him, for one. I think you see David Raya pointing to... Uh, I think Gabriele who played it back to him, I think it was. Um, you can see him pointing to him because what he's saying is basically there. You either give it to me first time so I can just get rid of it, and it's a slower ball, or if you are going to play it to me, you have to play it to me quicker, a lot crisper so I can open out and do it. But he didn't. It was a bit of a ponderous ball, wasn't it? It and didn't it, really, didn't well, you really help your, him. Well, you have your touch then. You, you're dead you're if, on, if yeah. you need to have
3: one, and, and he's then straight on you. I agree. The, the pass... The, the the way that goalies play now, they've got to just trust that they've got a good touch. So yeah. you've got to pass it as though you're playing into your midfield players, and he's got to take his touch and and get out of there quickly. But they were he he were very lucky on I would say three or four moments. Couple of them with the ball at his feet and yeah. a couple with them on the crosses where he he got in no man's land yeah. and Rice cleared one off the so line. So what
2: does what does he do now though? So. You can't just throw Rea in and go. He's had a a, a kind of poor first start, off, so let's chop him out. Does he just give him four or five games now? What's the protocol? Oh, no, yet? That's, that's his number one, isn't it? That's it. Oh, it's his number one. It's as simple as that. That's it. Now it's done. It's so done. Does, does Aaron need to go in in January to to look at the Euros in the summer? What? Does Aaron need
0: to think about going? I don't, and... I don't know. I don't know if Arsenal would let him. I don't know he yeah. might need a goalkeeper. Um, it's goalkeepers like at that level, the very top level, is so hard to get a move, mate. Honestly, it's so so hard to get a move. I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen with Aaron. I really really don't. Whether he can go abroad and play for the last part of the season, I'm not sure. Um, but he does. He needs to play. It's as simple as that. The Euros are coming up, and otherwise, he might. He, he's at risk of not even being in the squad if he doesn't play another Premier League game between now yeah. and the end of the season. It's Bad, isn't
3: it? It's really tough for him. Uh, you 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 spot on in the analogy. When you're a top, top goalie, unfortunately, he's going to need, unfortunately, another top goalie to get injured to probably be able to force something in January because you're not going to go and move to sit on the bench again. So unless something happens, um, they're not really going to have a catastrophic drop of form. So you need an injury to give you an opening at another club. So you don't really want that to happen, but for Aaron... He, he he can't want to sit there for the next eight months. I mean, it's going to be torture for him, yeah. to be honest with
0: you. Yeah. No. Um, right, we're going to talk about Spurs in a minute. Arsenal, though, uh, massive win, up to second in the league. Um, Spurs, though, the team that are above them, first in the Premier League. Um, <clears throat> I only went in captain Hunmin Son this weekend.
2: Same. Um... What am I doing? Did he get three points? What did he we get he got points? three points. Yeah.
0: He got three points. But you know what? I'm listening to it on the radio because it's the early kickoff on Saturday and then Basuma gets sent off just for our time and I'm thinking, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, all that means now is that Spurs are going to have their backs to the walls. It's going to be a tough game for them. It's probably not going to score a goal. And then out they come, second half, score a goal. This is another big win. This is a win where last year, the year before, the year before, Spurs, he gets one mentioned. A, yeah. And that's not them anymore,
3: is it? I I watched the first half, to be honest, and... Obviously, look, Basuma's crazy. He deserves a yellow card. And then, to be fair, the referee's got it right. He he dives. He's got to be a yellow. He does exactly what should be done. He does what should be done. But Spurs were immense in the first half. Should have been three or four clear, (laughs) irrespective of the red card. But I'm like you at halftime. I'm thinking, right, what Spurs team are we seeing this second half? Are we going to see the team that's going to try and get to the top of the Premier League? Or are we going to see the team we've seen over the last three or four years? I have to say that Ange, we have give a lot of credit to, but I have to say the two centre-halves were phenomenal on the day in terms of, they're not up against too much in terms of Luton, if I'm honest, yeah. but they defended well, but they set every attack up. Every time they got the ball, they stepped forward, they played in two areas and actually really... Luton on the back foot by being aggressive and taking the ball into their territory. Um, We spoke about the goalie numerous times. I think the two centre-halves and the goalie keeping clean sheets. It's putting Spurs on a platform. The old Arsenal 1-0 wins. Um, They deserve to win the game, for sure. Luton missed a big chance at at, um, 0-0, start the second half. But ultimately, I watched the game, as I said, and it was great to see, actually, the goal comes relentless pressure. Third corner, all of a sudden... Um, Madison's been running either side to take the corners. All of a sudden, Kulachevsky gets it on the ball, sees Madison's free, wraps it into his feet, has a little touch, shimmies him in the box, short corner, and uh, the centre half Van Der Ven puts it in for his first goal. But it was just good momentum in the game, yeah. and it's not a training ground routine as such. Yeah. It's just players seeing a moment and taking a moment. Yeah. If you can get Madison one v one in the box. <sighs> I How mean, he ne- he? It, it's, oh. it's nearly a penalty, but he stays on his feet to play the pass. And,
2: and there's not game. many players like him. I, the only thing I always think with, with Madison now is that I look at England, and I think he's got to be in for England. But wh- the way Bellingham is now, people are saying about playing him off the, as a kind of 10. Yeah. And you think, well, if that's the case, Madison ain't getting anywhere near us. It's brutal, but he it? is unbelievable.
0: He is unbelievable. Well, I think the three signing Spurs, the bit, three big signing Spurs have made this season the goalie, Van der Ven, and Madison. When you when you look at that you, on paper you go yeah they're they're decent signings they're decent signings but you're losing Harry Kane that's a massive problem massive massive problem but it's the first time I think that they've got recruitment spot on spot on
3: spot on proper and players so these three are now we've, we've, we've alluded to a Brighton in the past yeah being ready and prepared and look I think the manager coming in at Spurs has been huge but the recruitment's been done without him being manager. Yeah. Wherever he were on the list to be the Tottenham manager. But behind the scenes, it seems to be that they've kind of got got things right yeah. for the first time for a long yeah. time. Do you, do you know
0: what? The goalie and the defender... Um, they just they just look like normal blokes. They just come in, do their business, and go home. You don't hear anything about them, do you? I don't know anything about Van der Ven. I don't know anything about Vicar. I don't I know, know. he
2: got sixteen points and he was on the bench for me. Ah, that's, oh, right? that's
0: my fault. <laughs> Sloppy management. Sloppy management. Even even Madison, right? Madison must be a manager's dream. Genuinely comes in, he's got a smile on his face. He does it properly. He works hard. He goes out on a Saturday afternoon and he is relentless. He might take a try and take somebody on. Lose it. The next time he gets the ball, though. He's going to try and take him on again. To have that sort of player relentlessly, relentlessly doing that is incredible. So, we've got a stat in front of us now here. James Madison has got 13 goals and 12 assists since the start of last season. This season, two goals and five assists so far for Spurs,
2: which is some start to his season. He's he's phenomenal. And with Kane leaving, I always kind of think you know, when like a relationship in London, people go, Oh, it's for the best. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everyone goes, No, it's not. Like yeah. it's just happened. But with this, I'm beginning to think Kane leaving was for the best. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. I
0: think you might and, be and, right. And yeah. the
2: reason being is because they've got so much talent, right? Look at the absolute elite of the elite, yeah. right? And and I'm not saying Tottenham are the elite of the elite, but Sonny is. Yeah. And you've got Sonny there, and it's all, all of a sudden you go, look at James Madison, you go and then he goes left, he goes right, he goes forward. If this was last season, James Madison would be going, Harry Kane. Just get, get the ball to there, Harry yeah. Kane. And look at, at that level. Like when Ronaldo leaves Real Madrid, Benzema wins the Ballon d'Or yeah, the next yeah. year. Other elite players step up. Get to flourish. Yeah, they get and that's, to spread their they're, wings they're and fly. They're less one-dimensional. They, they've got so many options now. Yeah. And that's why I think like, the team is refreshed. The new manager, those signings, the whole spine of their team has had a refresh. Are they, are they genuine title consent, contenders? Well? 100%. I,
3: yeah, they, do yeah. you think 100%. so? 100%.
2: Love this! What happens if Madden's, it's one injury? Like, Look at Saka. Saka's out yesterday. They still win. Madison, if he got an injury, injury or son... This is where... Well, th-
3: you look at that. Look at Rodri, the stupid yeah. red card.
2: They've done nothing
0: without him. So each team has got one guy that's probably Even, pivotal. But you think about Man dreams. City. When Man City get De Bruyne About when Rodri's back in there, De Bruyne and Rodri are in their positions probably two of the best players in the true. world in the yeah? world yeah, sure. so they are going to bring manchester city back aren't they yeah, that is my true. worry i just think what these teams, what the Arsenal's, what the Liverpool, what the Tottenham need right now is for Man City to drop as many points as they possibly oh, can. Well, they've done three whilst, on the bounce yep, in all
2: comps, yeah, have yeah,
0: whilst, whilst they? Whilst they're missing these players, you need them to try and drop as many points as you can because, you know, once the big boys are back in that starting lineup, yeah. they are going to go on those runs like what they yeah. did last season. Like the end of last season where they went, what was it, thirty forty 40 games? They're
3: well capable of that, but Tottenham without Madison, 100%, but... That's the difference with the City. They've got more of them players that they can hopefully do with that. Yeah. Whereas Tottenham at the minute, Madison is running the show. But I agree. If Kane's in the team, he probably does not have half of these assists because he'll play the short five-yard pass to Kane because he, he he wouldn't feel as though he's the main man in the team.
0: Where now, he's just playing unbelievable football. OK, um, so that's 20 points for Spurs and they're opening eight games. Their best start to a season since 1960-61 season. They only went and won the league that season, didn't they? Um, I was a Tottenham fan as a kid growing up. You I'm were? not saying I'm jumping shit back on them or anything like He's that. He's fickle in he had a no, Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal saying, shirt on last I'm week. Just saying, I was a Tottenham fan as a kid, and it's nice to see them back where they belong. So, a property in Tottenham. Anyway, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea were your team. My dark horses, horses was, yeah. at the beginning of the season. Watto. Yeah. The start of the season was horrific for them. Horrific, Let's not beat about the bush. No. But the last couple of games, big couple of wins. Back to where they should be?
3: Yeah, I called. that. I, I fancied them to win the game at Fulham, even though that's a real tough game for them. Yeah. But I think that's given them a little bit of momentum now. Um, look, Burnley have had real tough fixtures at home. I mean, they've played all, all, all the big boys. They had um, a good win at Luton. So, it was a tough game for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and, and watching it and seeing, seeing the action, actually Burnley did really well in the first half. Yeah, well, they got off to a good start. Chelsea lucky to go in 1-1 yeah. at half time but let, let's be honest Sterling were running the show yeah. and I mean on his performance um, over the weekend he's probably a little bit unlucky not to get in that England team yeah. but they've got so much talent England going forward now we're talking about yeah. Madison we're talking about Bellingham Sterling obviously tried and tested Premier League player England international can't get in the squad now and he, he were phenomenal against Burnley but I think Chelsea are, are, are slowly getting to where I thought they would be and um, do I still think they've got enough to get where I thought in my prediction of top four? I think they've got the players. I think it's moulding together. I'm I'm not quite sure they'll get the top four, but they're, they're back on track for sure.
2: What do you think?
0: Do you think they'll make top four? Um, I think it's, there's a lot of good teams. I think if anybody can sit here today and say this is guaranteed going to be the top four, then you're kidding yourself because nobody really knows. Everybody's having their ups and downs. Liverpool seem to be sort of a bit blowing hot and cold. Um, so I can't really say with all certainty and all honesty. Um, I think we're just going to we're just going to see as the season goes. Seven games, it's too early. Eight games, it's too early to predict all this kind of. I don't
2: stuff. think they'll make top eight. I
0: think we need to go halfway through the season then you'll be able to yeah. see where we are. I but I agree don't. with you. I think there's probably eight teams in the league that this year that can really have a bit of a jumble sale about who's going to be where and they're, what's going to
2: Look like at it. Chelsea. like they, they, they should be beating Luton. And again, no disrespect and all that jazz, but they should be beating Luton and they should be beating Fulham. They, early, that is, early, sorry, yeah. and it's, low, it's low-hanging fruit for them. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. They should be winning these games yeah, and true. Sterling tearing it up against them, that, that's great. He should be. <laughs> but let's see him do it against Arsenal and let's see him do it against City.
0: Do you know who I was really impressed with? I've been really impressive actually for the last couple of weeks. Cole Palmer. Yep. Cole Palmer, right? So I watched him on against Burnley on, uh, sorry, Fulham the other night. His work rate, that kid, is phenomenal, right? For a young kid, like English kid especially, you don't really necessarily expect him from coming through all these academy, all these academy graduates. Nowadays, you see him you just think, yeah, they're technically they're incredible. They get on the ball and they try and pass it and they keep it simple and it's this and that. He just looks like an absolute rogue. He likes to get the ball, he likes to run with it. But when he loses the ball, he likes to get back, work hard, any time you see him, you see him breathing, right? Properly <laughs> breathing. Because he's giving it everything. Yeah. He's not just running around like headlessly. He's giving it everything he's got. He shuts down with intensity as well. And I was watching him, I was thinking, that's proper that is, mate. I, I like that. Because to play in the Premier League nowadays, you, the, the technical part of it, you have to have. Everybody's got that pretty much, yeah? yeah. But the thing that really separates out... That that part to being a proper player is having that will and desire to really shut down and really press. No, it, Brilliant, look, honestly. Relentless performance. Relentless. Um,
3: and I think the, the big thing for me is it's one, one-half time. Sterling does his bit, get the penalty in a team of big, 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 big superstars, <laughs> yeah. big mm. money to give him the penalty. Probably says what the manager and the group think of him. Yeah. And then obviously you've got to put it away but I think there's something
2: special in him for sure am I being cynical then Watto like am I being cynical why is he allowed to leave City then is it a case of like they did last season with Zinchenko and with uh, Jesus when they go no they're really good players but we've got other really good players and do your best because we are still confident we'll beat you because the cynic in me goes: Why would Pep let him go? I, Why would I, he yeah. do it? I, I've had a few thoughts on this. I actually
0: wrote these down in my notes when he uh, when he actually moved. Um, and I think there's a few things that play. First and foremost, I agree with you, right? If Pep Guardiola is willing to let a, what a 19, 20 year old kid go, there has to be something that he's seen, some Surely. sort of some sort of a fundamental flaw somewhere in Cole but Palmer's like, makeup.
2: Yeah, you, maybe you just said it there, there, Ben. The work rate's amazing, right? But when you said about almost being rogue, because Pep is so. Discipline. Yeah, with where every yeah. player that goes there will go, When you're in position when you're out of possession, you stand here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's so methodical. Is that maybe offensive me- that Maybe, maybe he's that's rogue? What
0: it is. I think there's so many factors at play there. alright? So I think first and foremost, Cole Palmer's not gonna get into Man City starting team. He's not. But he knows that if he goes to Chelsea, he will. So I think Chelsea have made some inroads into Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer's gone, you know what, I'm gonna play if I go to Chelsea. One, I'm probably gonna double my wages. Two, I'll get to live down in London. Three, I might start every single week for Chelsea in the Premier League, right? Man City get 40 million quid for him. It's a lot of money. I know Man City have got money, but with this financial fair play that's involved at the minute, 40 million quid for a 19, 20-year-old kid that's probably played 30, 40 Man City games in his career is massive money, right? So I understand what you're saying, but I just think everything laid out on paper, I think Man City and Pep go, "Mm, yeah, probably. And
2: is he going to turn out to be better than what they've got?
0: You don't know. That's the whole point of it. But what they do know is Man City is, they know they've got world-class players. They know it. Cole Palmer's a maybe. He's a maybe a world-class player, right? He's a world-class player. One thing, actually, one thing you said a minute ago was, are Chelsea going to get into the top four, top five, top six this season, right? After the international break, look at their fixtures, Chelsea. Arsenal, Brentford, Spurs, Man City, Newcastle, Brighton and Manchester United. So then fixtures right there, the teams that I've just mentioned there are all sort of teams that are going to be in and around that top eight, okay? I'll be able to give you a better prediction of where Chelsea are going to finish this season after them games. What is it? 4 or five, 7 games there. Them 7 games are going to define Chelsea's se- season genuinely, aren't
3: yeah, they? Yeah, no, 100%, but I I'm I'm with you. Look, I think City have done good business. Guardiola is not stupid yeah. in terms of what he's doing. He's got what we all agree is the best center forward in the world or on the planet at yeah. the minute. So Palmer is not going to get much game time. Alvarez as well. Yeah, they've got they've got a good forward line. It's good business. 40 million quid, and I think he looks as though he's potentially going to have a a very, very good career. But he's not Haaland, and he's not Haaland yet. So they they want the finished article, City. And if you can get 40 million quid for a maybe, I think that's good business. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: Just on Haaland, by the way. How quiet was he yesterday? I know oh, he's not oh. going to be every single game. Mate, he's had a few now, you know. Like, he, he barely touched the ball. Mate, he's had a few now, you know. I'm Mate. half tempted to get him
3: Since out of Since Craig Dawson <laughs> had him in his pocket, he's never recovered. We love, <laughs> we love Craig <laughs> Dawson. We love him.
0: Get him on. Go on, big Craig Dawson. Uh, just quickly, Burnley, um, it's going to be a tough old season for him, isn't it? Water?
3: It's going to be a tough old season. I think the game in the week, winning at Luton has put them where they need to be. Yeah. I think they've had real tough fixtures, for sure. And like we're talking about, um, the Chelsea fixtures coming up, Burnley are now going to go into a run of fixtures where they can, they can get something. Points, yeah. I have to say that I just feel as though they're going to think they can beat Bournemouth. Yeah. And get out of the bottom Simple three. as that. Simple, Simple as, as that. that.
0: Um, OK, Manchester United... Um, Wow, late drama, absolute late drama. Honestly, Mark Goldbridge absolutely bottled it today. He didn't want to have to blow smoke up Scott, to, <laughs> up Scott McTominay's bottom, so he's called in sick, didn't want to come in, didn't want to say nice things. Only joking, Mark, he had something on it simple as that. He just couldn't make it. Uh, this is a huge win for Man United. This is a huge win, Watto. Um, a couple players under serious pressure if this game would have gone south, OK? If this were game would have stayed at 1-0, Anana under massive pressure, Ten Hag, massive pressure. This kind of gives them a little bit of breathing room going into the international break, doesn't it? Well, yes. Let's talk about the goalie first. Let's talk about the May, goalie first, May, right? Just uh, break down this
2: goal that Brighton scored, please. So Otto was raging. Raging is what he's so so, so,
3: so the Brentford goal is one of the worst goals. I mean, honestly... I've not played and put the gloves on for 20 years. I think I'd have saved it. Really, to, yeah. to, to be honest. Um, look, he's been he's come in with all this singing and dancing. Ten Hag knows him, he's gonna play great football. Um, I've not really seen that, to be honest. Yeah. But ultimately, he's got to keep the ball out of the net. He Man United had one of the best goalies that the Premier League's had in the last 10, 15 years, yeah. and they're conceding the worst goals. Look, this is a shot that goes in the middle of the goal. Yeah. Um, does not, it come, Not, a pace,
0: not, not a at pace Not at pace
3: Does it come through bodies Yes It's the old rainbow dive It's the big arc And then we have a swooshing right hand at the ball Very simple for me Chop away Two hands on it And just catch it It's yeah. in the middle of the goal We don't need the flash Movement of the arm For a big save We don't need the rainbow Up and over trying to, Look Just chop away Two hands on it And yeah. catch the ball It's yeah. in the middle of the goal It's nothing that we should be talking about. He should be picking it up and they should be playing counter attack football. I think
0: think he's caught, I think he's got a bit too flat footed with it. I think he's got flat footed, and that's the reason why he's had to do the rainbow dive. When he says, when when Warren says, sort of kick your legs away, basically, is what he means is just sort of. Is <laughs> how to explain it. Just it's, be sharp. Just yeah. chop away and get underneath. Kick your it. legs away, and then you can get a proper, nice little proper technique. Then two so hands be it, because that is an easily catchable ball. It shouldn't even really be a trouble. Nothing. It's no. a kick away, and then it's a boom. But like I say, I think he's got his feet planted too much that he's tried to, like you say, do that rainbow dive, and that just takes time. It yeah, takes you too lose much time.
3: time because you get this arc. Your your, your body's in an arc position, yeah. like the rainbow, yeah. where normally you're chopping and you're really aggressive. Yeah. Were you uh, one or two and hands? And two hands. in the right position. No, you can't no, get you,
0: right on it. So you're trying to... Oh, it's just it, a really it, bad it, goalkeeping. It's awful. But I have to say that
3: I was so disappointed with the two goalies on show in that game. Yeah. Look, Flecken's uh, ill before the game for Brentford. But if Brentford wouldn't have had their third-choice goalie in, they win that game comfortable. Yeah, he, dro- he dropped every ball that came into him. And yes, McTominay was two in the last five minutes of injury yeah. time. The first one he parries, and McTominay has a good finish for yeah, sure. sure. Second one, it's a deep set play. Brentford will be absolutely raging. Look, they hit Maguire. That's what Maguire can do. It's a diagonal, but you've got to come and drop in. If you don't win the first, it's never going to be a one-contact header from there. Yeah. It's two-contact headers, so when it's when the ball comes in diagonally, everybody who's at the front of the line drop in and defenders. there's only McTominay made a run in there. Yeah. But the goalie again, he's moving, he's on his back foot. Woff's the right hand at it, it's gone in off the post. Yeah. Honestly, two goals uh, at his end that, that, that should have been kept out yeah. and the, the goal that Brentford score. So really, we say nil-nil, but Man United have got away with it. Yeah. Got away with it 100% and it keeps uh, Ten Hag in, in a position of strength there because with the international break oh. the the noises around the
2: club would have they been they dodged a oh, bullet does dodged a bullet looking I'm just looking at the stats that Jay's put on here and McTominay 19 games 9 goals 1 assist since March 23 well, Manchester United Yeah now I know Mark Mark isn't Scott's yeah. number 1 fan I've never seen it yeah. like whenever I watch him play I've seen him play live a few times and he's big Yeah he's strong he's powerful he's tidy on the ball Yeah I don't get where this hate comes from. And actually, I think he's proved with Scotland as well. You pay him slightly more advanced and he does get He'll forward get it, and, he and he will get goals He's, yeah. a, goal,
0: yeah. he's a goal threat he if you
2: massively. allow him
0: to take the reins off and get higher exactly. up the field. You know what Scott McTominay needs to do? I feel, I'm, I totally agree with you, mate. I do. I feel I feel Manchester United fans just label him as this, that, and this and that. and uh, I completely disagree with it. I think he's the sort of player that you want in your team. He is that 100%. kind of player. He deserves to go to a a decent team he deserves to go to a brighton or a or a Bur- uh, sorry a, a brentford and be their main man in that position, right? He will be the t- lad who will do it properly for you. Properly professional, big, strong, stand up and be counted. He'll always be there for you. But I just think, because he might not have the technical ability, the flair, the dribbling of some of these big stars in this Manchester yeah. United team. But you know what? I'll forgo all of that and I'll take a proper personality on the pitch I will. Yeah. I'll take a Scott McTominay. So I'm buzzing for him, I was. Yeah, I am absolutely mate, buzzing for him. Oh, fantastic. He deserves that because he gets so much flack. Even Harry Maguire, yeah, he did really well he did at the weekend. Settled the goal for the final yeah, goal for sure fantastic
3: but this is this isn't... the one thing I would say is for sure Lindelof's
0: not a left fullback oh
3: without <laughs> doubt <mate>. without
0: <laughs> doubt but that's our short they are
2: Man United yeah. Lindelof playing left back
0: well yeah they've got, they have got injuries all over the pitch but
2: look at what they did over the summer look at their dealings in the summer yeah. and uh, 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 yes or no question here Ben did they make a mistake with Onana yes yeah. Without doubt, it's another mistake. And De Gea sat there.
0: It's a mistake that didn't need to be happen. It didn't. yes no, it's... it's like the Arsenal one with Ray. It doesn't need to happen. Genuinely, it's a, it's a, it's a position that was
2: already set, already sorted. Just leave it. All right, just leave it. And as that's it an is. obsession. I think. I think this playing out from the back. I think this is a buzzword, and I think it's like an obsession now of like Ramsdale yeah. and De Gea. There were problems that didn't need fixing. Without doubt. But you've seen
3: it this weekend, so we'll come on to it. Alisson. Yeah. Verbruggen, uh, Raya, all wanting to do the same thing and play and play and play. So a lot of teams are just going full press okay, high and yeah. here we go. And you've got to be unbelievable I to know. get to get past that full press. We've spoke about the speed and the pace of the players. But there's mistakes coming left, right and centre. And yes, it's great and we all want to play. But you've got to be able to mix it up and play the game as, as you see it. You can't just keep doing the same thing
0: time and time again, and think something different's difference going to happen. Well, do you reckon we're ever going to get back to that golden age of where goalies just stop the ball going in the back of the net? Do you reckon we're ever going to get to that place again when that's the most important thing? That's what managers want now, is a goalie that just stops the ball going in the back of the net. That would be incredible, wouldn't it?
3: Well, I would love it because ultimately that's what I've been brought up on and I still believe if I were doing the job Yes, they're going to join in more of the outfield practices. Yes, I'm going to be doing more distribution drills. But we're talking about the fine line here. You've still got to be able to stop the ball going in the back of the net. It's the biggest
0: asset and strength you can have. Look, I've got some more stats here for you, everybody. Man United have conceded the opening goal in four consecutive Premier League games at Old Trafford. They've only done this three times in their entire oh, history. Wow. And also, this is the first time that Manchester United have been trailing in the 90th minute and they've come back and won in the Premier League. So, that was a big old result at the weekend. Uh, right, Brighton, Liverpool, uh, two-all draw. Um Do you know what? I could see this being a draw before the game, to be honest with you. Sunday was full of draws, wasn't it, really, apart from the Arsenal one. Uh, But let's start with the Alisson one then, overplaying. um, Talk me through it.
3: Look, overplaying, he he plays a simple pass into Van Dyke, But again, because of the way that they are, he stays in a really aggressive position. So when Van Dyke plays into midfield and it's nicked and they bounce it forward... He's not even in the goals, and it's just a simple side football.
0: It's a ve- No, it's a very good side goal. Come it's on, it's a good let's side a, football. Let's give the striker a little. Yeah, no, bit no, he he's, got... he's taking it early. And I yeah. think that's what's. He's taken it early, and you got to see. Yeah. But but we've spoke before.
3: Allison doesn't really know where he is at yeah, that point. Exactly. It's just that's a dive, a boggle, and he's yeah. hoping that yeah. he's <laughs> <laughs> covering the goal or whatever. But it's the it's the modern way, and Liverpool like a Brighton, like a Bournemouth, like a City, like. All of them, to be honest, they still play. And as soon as you play that ball into midfield, and it's not bob on, yeah. you wide open in terms of your centre half positions and the goalies positions, and they take ad- advantage of it. It's not going to change the way they play. It's not really Allison's fault, as in he's give Van Dyke a simple ball. Yeah, yeah. Van Dyke tries to play the forcing pass through the lines, but. He's in a position where he can't defend the goal. Yeah. That's modern football. But the opposition teams all know that. Though.
0: But this is this is the problem, though. This is where you have to be a bit cleverer for... I don't care if you're a big team nowadays. I don't care, don't care who. If you're playing at Brighton, yeah. if you're playing against them who will press you, they will press from... They do it against Man City. Remember in the last season where yeah, they... I think they yeah. drew the game, didn't they? They pressed them like I've never seen anybody press Man City in my life before. So you know that they're going to do that to you. Yeah? So if you're trying to pass them balls into the midfield... Get back into your position. Get back into position, and expect that they—you may lose it. It may get nicked off you. You've got to be careful. There's there's plenty more ways to go about winning football matches than just sticking religiously to your type yeah, look, of football.
3: Normally, you would say, certainly at the start of the game, if you can stretch the opposition by putting a few balls in yeah. behind or making them defend longer balls, then the pitch naturally becomes bigger. Yeah. Then you get more space to play. Um, obviously. They they just played
0: into Brighton's hands at that one moment. This is this is where this is like the bits that like the fans don't see really as a goalkeeper. So Watto, when I was at Birmingham, for example, would say to me so many times, he'd be like, mix it up a bit today with your distribution, yeah. So start the game again. Start the game. You would always go long, like we would always say, go long because it stretches it. So then the defenders, the opposition would look at it and go oh, they're just going to kick it long today, yeah? So they will automatically just stretch. They will sit back deep. They'll know that every goal kick, I'm shelling it. Every time I get the ball, shelling it. They'll just sit back. But then what you do is you wait for about three or four of them kicks to go, and then you might just pass one into your midfield or just pass one into your defenders. So they're like, oh, shit, we've got to get up. And then it sort of boggles the opposition a little bit. It's just to sort of, it's mind games, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just really? mixing it up a little yeah. bit.
3: Because if you keep shelling it, whatever the opposition shape is, their two midfield players, whether they're sitters or they're aggressive players, have to be on your back four or back five's toes because they've got to be there for the second ball. All of a sudden then the space is so much higher in front of them. But then when you've played a couple of short ones yeah. in and they're jumping and all of a sudden you pop one in and then... Armoured fields run on and getting seconds, it just changes the whole dynamic. It's not so straightforward for them, but when everything's short in front of you, everybody's on the boom, 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 and that's what happens. You create the
0: momentum for yourself, really. Yeah, do you know what I liked about Brighton yesterday? The fact that they've gone and got pumped 6 1 last week against Aston Villa they've turned out and done exactly the same thing against Liverpool. They're playing against Liverpool, one of the best teams in the land. And they're a, a, a pressing machine a as well, aren't they? A pressing machine, and they've done exactly the same thing and gone, no, that's our way of playing football, all right? We will stick to it religiously. They've got... Players in there that I've never heard of, <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> never, ever heard of. Their recruitment, like we always say, is top class. It is absolutely top class. But they just stick to the way that they play. De Zerbi is some sort of a manager. He really, they,
2: really they, is. We talk about the recruitment and um, a lot of people talk about this. Carlos Baleba being the... the... Replacement for Kaiseido, yeah. He's 19 years old, and he's just another one. He's the next cab off he's the rank, another isn't he? One, yeah. And it's like, and you just look at it and go, well, someone will sign him for 100 million. Oh, next maybe it'll be
3: 50 million. He'll be at City next yeah. year.
2: But but that, that's the difference, isn't it? With Brighton, is is we've talked about it so many times before. But signing players for particular roles and yeah. particular positions, whereas I like going back to Chelsea. I don't think Chelsea will finish inside the top six. I re- really don't. Yeah. Maybe even not the top eight. Because they just look at it and go, he's a good player. We'll get him. Let's buy him. <laughs> we'll let's him. buy him. We'll He's a midfielder. We've got yeah. We'll yeah. A million. He's million. really good. Yeah. Whereas it doesn't work like that, Brian. It is just the next one. No, What, what happens at
0: Chelsea is he goes on Football Manager, right? He goes, <laughs> he goes value, most expensive, yeah. descending order. So then he will see all the... And, and only midfield as well. He checks the, mid, the midfield <laughs> filter box, right? And he will go, I'll buy seven of them. Yeah. The ones at the top is what he'll do. It's bonkers. Um, right, let's have a look at the uh, remaining um, games that we haven't spoken about yet. Um, let's start with West Ham. West Ham um, 2, um, Newcastle 2. This is a good result for West Ham, you know. Really good result for West Ham. But I also think it's a good result for Newcastle. Yeah, they're, I'm with they're, you. They're, I totally they've, agree. They've got the totally momentum
3: agree. of um, the Champions League game in the week. I mean, they beat PSG 4-1. Oh, uh, what that takes out of you post that game. Know, and then West Ham's a tough place to go and play. Yeah, you know, it's is. a physical game. Yeah, it's slightly different. They're a good different. team, West Ham. They're a good team, West, yeah. West Ham, but they can mix it yeah. up. And the euphoria from the game on Wednesday night and a 4-1 win... I think you could have seen Newcastle slipping up, yeah. and especially when West Ham go a goal uh goal in front. It's 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 a tough place to go, but they they came back in the game well. Yeah,
0: really. Do you know what I think? Can we can we try and get some tickets for Newcastle's next Champions League match, please? Oh, at St God. James' Park. Oh, at, at the St. atmosphere. Eh? I, I want to go and experience this right because I watched this whole game right. I watched with my son and. It was just phenomenal. It was phenomenal. They the the way the fans just every single chair. The way every time a player does a slide tackle, gets up and gives that to the fans, and the fans feed. See, Dan Burn
2: roaring. Oh. He's he's um. Who did he tackle? Was it? No, I can't remember who he tackled. But Dan Byrne's obviously. Yeah,
0: Anthony Gordon And has he's given got it. up
2: and he's like roaring. And you think, I bet it'd be interesting. Newcastle fam- comment fans will have to get in the comments because. That will surely be the best game they've ever been to. Surely, I would like to surely. think so. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I want to go to the next Champions League one at St James's Park. Yeah.
0: All right, and should we all do that? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, we should. Uh, yeah, have, somebody, have a little If Someone's
3: going to get us some tickets. We'll. I reckon go. we can. They're yeah. like
2: gold dust. like gold dust. So they are right. that place, though. Genuinely, I know we always. I've always gone about it, but it's it's a special place in football, Newcastle, yeah. Yeah. and once it gets going, it's just it's rocking, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I think
3: they're a special team now. Um, I think that Eddie O. Again, has gone under the radar. So we've heard some good recruitment. He's yeah. a, obviously a really good football coach and a football manager. Yes. But he's got a togetherness there now. And as I said in, in days goodbye, by, you'd have probably said West Ham would win that game. I think that um, they were a little bit lucky. Like we spoke about Kovacic, I think Guimaraes should have probably had a second yellow card yeah, for been, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the referee's in exactly the same position. He's not. He's not give the card. Uh, and obviously staying at eleven v eleven, they're they're a good team. I mean Isaac. Went round um, the goal in, could have had a chance for a hat trick, which would have seen yeah. the game off. But ultimately, I think it was a good result for both teams. Uh, two proper teams. Yeah. Both teams are in Europe, yeah. so they're both playing um, at a
2: very, very good level. And you'd expect them both to top. Make, make Europe again. Isaac Isaac looks oh mustard. Him top. and Wilson now yeah. that just kind of alternate or work, you know one's injured, whatever. But they they both score goals. They both score goals. Um, simple. But on West Ham, nice to see Jared Bowen sign a new new deal. I'll he deserves that. that, obviously in the England squad, and he fully deserves that. Yeah. And I think that's nice that he has been on form this year. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of talk about Southgate not faking players on form, but he's on form and he's gone in. Yes. Right? The only one that does really, really upset me is James Ward-Prowse. Like, what has this guy got to do?
0: What? Well, that's your boy, isn't it? That's right? my
2: boy. What? what, I, what has I, he got to do to get in the
3: England squad? Honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm lost with it because the, the, the Southampton tag, where the team had struggled for two or three years and it's hard to pick him because they're trying to stay off relegation then ultimately last year got relegated I think that's a stigma that stayed with him but he was still Southampton's captain he was still the main man delivering performances week in week out in a very poor team he's finally got his move he becomes a real threat with his set plays because of the prowess that West Ham have got in terms of the physicality but actually yes he's had some assists for sure from the set plays but he's actually scored a couple of goals in open play He's got a diving header, which I've never seen, so he's got to get in if he's going as an header, Prousey. But he's gone in there and looked like he's been a West Ham player all his life because he's a top, top pro, a very, very good Premier League footballer. And, you know, for me, he's playing week in, week out at the very, very top of his game. And he deserves a chance in that England team because... He's got he's got the tools to play for England. He's obviously played, I don't know, eight or ten games already for his country. He was Gather's captain for the under-21s when Gareth started at that level. So he knows everything about him. And I don't really know what he's got to do because he's playing week in, week out. Um, and obviously... You know some of the guys who are in there are not doing that. And he's got to be somebody who you know you can rely on. And certainly when you get to tournament football, it's a long tournament, you're going to get suspensions, you're going to get yep. injuries, fatigue, all these things. He's a guy you can rely on to yep. do it properly. And
2: he's lethal. lethal. He's lethal he from dead as well. What are you feeling if you're in then, Ben? So, like, if another England squad gets announced, yeah. and Calvin Phillips is in there, and others are in there. You know, Harry Maguire, I don't agree with the witch hunt, but... He shouldn't be in there yeah. based on not playing. It's, it's, yeah, what are you feeling?
0: Yeah, you know what? The only the, the only sort of silver lining to all of it is that he, he might get four or five, six days off where he can go on holiday, genuinely. It's the, only, it's the only good thing that can come from an international break where you know you should be in the England squad and the call don't come. And it's like, well, you know what? Eventually, at some point, you've got to go, I'm doing all I can do. But if he's not going to pick me, cool. I'm going to get a little holiday with the family next week. Yeah, I'll
3: boys. take the wife away, two exactly. young kids. Let's have and, a little and, and recharge a... and we'll be good to So go if
2: you're a player stuff. like that that's on the fringes and maybe he could get, he could be quite rightly annoyed that he's not in... Would players like that watch the England game on holiday? is it Oh, something, yeah, everybody yeah?
0: watches the England game. First and foremost, every, every footballer is a football fan anyway. Yeah. So if you're playing in England, you're watching the England game. It's as simple as that's the way that it goes. But like I say, it's a lot easier to take, though, when you're sat in Dubai and you've got a beer in your hand watching it. <laughs> yeah. right? It softens it a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Wolves, Aston Villa, uh, talk to me about your boys, Wolves, because I think a lot of, te- lot, lot of people kind of were saying that Wolves that they're, they're done this season, they're gonna get relegated. But it's not turning out that way. they they've actually been a little bit unlucky and it's a good result, one all against Fuller at the weekend.
2: Yeah, I, I I said to Watto before before the um before the show that we deserve deserve to be higher up the table. And yeah. and people go, yeah, but you haven't won the game, so you where are where you are, yeah. and I see it. But we played some good teams this season and narrowly lost. Obviously beat City last week. Yeah. But um, no, no, we're a good team. We've got a good team. And at the start of the season with Lopetegui going the week before or the eve before, whatever no it was, yeah, you you think, oh, God, this is going to be a long season. And although we're down there, I look at us and go, yeah, we're, we're all right. Yeah. Um, Huang up front, Neto looks really Neto's good. Neto's a player, isn't it? Um, But yeah, solid, solid. Um, Aston Villa...
0: Um, it's so, okay, you know. I probably expect I would have put Villa down for a win on this one, especially after last week's resounding win against Brighton. Um, they did actually have a chance, didn't they, in the last minute? Oliver Watkins, last touch of the game, Watkins, on to the post. Post wide. That there is the difference. That could have between...
3: just sealed his five-year contract. Maybe, he might have got a ten-year deal. Yeah, if maybe got that ten. In.
0: But maybe that's a little bit of luck that Wolves maybe deserve because they've had they've had a few things go against them this season. So maybe that was just about right, really. Then I think a, a, a fair result when you, when you watch the game.
3: But I tell I tell you one thing. I think Wolves have got a very good manager in O'Neill and yeah. I, I reckon Bournemouth will be thinking because I think that's the next game as well mm, I'll yeah. be thinking, I wish we'd kept him Yeah. Um, but but it was a good game I think Villa, again, Europe on the Thursday night they had a last last minute winner I think it, it suits a team who can prepare all week as in Wolves did but Villa have got top, top players yeah. but I think Wolves, with with the manager they've got I think he's he's building it he's getting his tactics and the game plan proper I don't fear for for Wolves in any way, shape or form, and I actually think Gary O'Neill will go on to be a a very good Premier League
0: manager. Okay, if you don't fear for Wolves, then do you fear for Bournemouth? Because massive win for Everton at the weekend. Um, Bournemouth, oh... Yeah, well, I've just said I think
3: Bournemouth will be regretting the day they allowed Gary O'Neill to leave when he kept him up and did what he did for him last year. Having sacked Parker after one game uh, or two games and, and putting him in charge, he did a phenomenal job. Look, they they obviously thought they were bringing in better. Um, Ultimately, it's not panned out that way. I think it's just real naivety of a guy who's not worked in the Premier League to go to Everton, who have not won a corner at home, really, and think that you're going to be able to go to Goodison Park and do exactly what we keep talking about, this passing, playing art, and Everton, the home fans, they're going to be coming at you that first 15, 20 minutes like you've never known mix it up, go along, create what we've just said No, centre-half gets it, tries to go past one, slips on the ball, they've got 3v1, puts it in after eight minutes, and it was just relentless pressure, but is that naivety, because the guys, obviously he's watched the games, he'll have watched Everton's, but... Has he been to Goodison Park? Has he felt, felt what that. comes yeah, there? it's
0: really good. Uh, Shout water. Uh, it's and really has good. Has he played against a Daichi team? This is yeah. that experience. This is where having an experienced manager, experienced what, players, or some stuff in there, yeah, that can
2: in like yeah, the me? isn't it? Just being adaptable and flexible as yes. a manager and going mix it up, like you say. Up. Do you know you're playing against Sean Daichi's team? Yeah. You know what you're going to get. You know they're going to be up for it. And um, I think that'll be a, ter- a real turning point for, for Everton this season. The now.
0: thing is, for, for Bournemouth as well, you've got players who are low on confidence, yeah? yeah. If you've got lads that are still popping, like Brighton, they can go anywhere and play a certain type of football yeah, because sure. they've got lads who know what they're doing, they're well-drilled, they're confident lads, right? Brighton are low on confidence. They're getting popped each week. They're away at Goodison Park, yeah? Again, just mix it up. Go long for the first 10 minutes. Get a foothold in the game yeah, yeah. and then start your nice passing. Surely... It's as simple as that.
3: Everton were under more pressure going into that game. Yeah. The home fans, they can be a real asset to that team. Yeah, they can. But if Bournemouth kept it at 0-0 for 15, 20, oh, 25 minutes, and it starts turning a little bit, but you play to Everton's hands, and that's the point I'm saying. They never got in the game because yeah. they just kept doing what they
0: did, and Everton were just all on them like a rash. No, the, the second goal, for example, is, is, is literally what you're talking about. Corner into the box, netto, fantastic punch. The ball gets... Re- like recycled, basically, ball into the box. Another Neto Again, fantastic punch in amongst bodies, getting rid of it. Ball drops to Jack Harrison. What a finish! What a finish. As a what goalie, a goal. as a goalie at this point, you're thinking, I'm helping my team out, I'm giving them it and then you're, oh my God, sake.
2: crossbar and That's an unbelievable and it's goal. goal 0. He, he can't. He can't lob it he can't float it and he's had to lob him with power it's like a driven side foot yeah it's beautiful
0: what technique that that is technique but this is what we're talking about this is Everton all over ball comes back out recycle it get it back in ball comes back out recycle it get it back in Yeah. Play it, play it simple, Bournemouth. Yeah, play to the game that you're playing in front of you. Mix it up, go long, get it, stretch it, all that kind of stuff. But they didn't do that, and the result speaks for itself. Well, here's
3: the point. So Gary O'Neill has lost his job at Bournemouth, gone to Wolves. Wolves won at Everton yeah. because he knew what we coming at Everton. Yeah. Mm. Bournemouth have gone. Now we'll play the same football. Absolutely demolished, and it's given now Everton a, a foot up. They'll have some momentum. Yeah. Bournemouth, like they've got two weeks to ponder, like probably the worst start they've had for. In the league, and it's like
2: Wolves next. Do you think it will be between them and Burnley to go?
3: That's what I feel. We we spoke a a few weeks ago whether the bottom, the top, the three that got promoted had come down, Um, and I always felt Burnley would have a little bit too much. I weren't quite sure who they'd beat, but it's easy to say Bournemouth now because they're really struggling. But I think Burnley will just look at it and think, obviously, they won at Luton. We can beat Lutons. We can beat Sheffield Uniteds let's make sure we do as jobs on Bournemouth yeah. and, and we can finish. If we finish above Bournemouth, we're going to be safe because the other two will be in there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Fulham, Sheffield United. Um, I think we could all... I feel for Sheffield United at this moment in time. They're They're struggling. They're struggling badly. They're getting pumped pretty much most weeks. Um, and everybody, I think, could see away at Fulham's a tough match. And you could see that Fulham were going to win this game. Um, again, it's another one of those 3pm kickoffs on a Saturday afternoon. So you don't get to watch the full game. You only watch the highlights. But the highlights reel consists basically of Fulham... Just battering them. It's as simple as that. Foddering them, having to make saves. They're getting shots hit the crossbar, post, all that. They're just struggling, aren't they? What are they? Are they? Are they proper candidates to go down this season? Yeah, I
3: think I think they're really up against it. I mean, look, it, the, the 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 big talking point were, were the horror injury for yeah. Basham oh, for me. Yeah. So bad. I mean, nobody ever wants to see any of that for 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 any football yeah, at any right. level. I mean, it's innocuous, but it looks horrendous. And I think that will have taken the wind out of the sails a little yeah, bit. Sure. You know, he's he's been in the team for season upon season. Um, but take away from that, and I, I hope he manages to come back fit and play again. That's yeah. that's the key to that. But I think if you talk about Chef United and and where they are in the league and going away to Fulham, you expected them to get beat. Fulham looked like they were ten levels above them. Yeah, they did. Um, I think Chef United are, are really up against it. You know, the recruitment. Again, we talked about it. It's not been good enough. They've allowed players to go at the end of the window and left the manager high and dry. Yeah, really, basically. whether they've accepted the fate already, but I just think it's difficult for the manager because how does he survive and keep his job when you're going to get beat and beat and beat and beat? What what comes next? But
2: I don't know where they go with it. But is there any point in sacking him? No. Is, is there any point? Um, I always think with like with Sheffield United, we talk about it often, but. Teams like that they just got to that first five, ten games of the season. Momentum is so important in, yeah. in football, isn't it? And unless they do get two or three wins in that first ten games, I think they they're a banker. Right,
0: let's bank. quickly look at the bottom of the league then. So um, so Sheffield United bottom played 8-1-0, drew one, lost seven. Um, oh, they've scored six and let in 22, so they're letting an average of basically three in per game. Then it comes Bournemouth, again, not won a game yet. Burnley played 8-1-1, Luton played 8-1-1, uh, Everton, four, massive win for them, 16th, played 8-1-2. Um, uh, Fulham, though, decent start to the season, 11 points. Um, you know Fulham are going to be absolutely fine.
2: Mate, I'll tell you what I, what I like watching. It's like he's um, William, right? Yeah. It's like he's 20, twenty-one years. old. He's a rejuvenated William. I told oh, Ethan to leader. put him
3: in his fantasy team for this weekend. I don't know
0: if he did it. But he didn't listen, did he? They probably oh, didn't.
2: Isn't he? He's so he's so zippy. He's so direct. Yeah, he yeah. just wants to get a shot off. And I think he's been absolutely class.
0: Yeah, I agree. Fantastic player. Uh, and then final game. We're going to go do the quiz in a minute. Uh, final game to run through one of the most. <laughs> Drab nil nil draws. You'll see uh, Crystal Palace against Notts Forest. Um, Forest actually should have won this game. Forest
2: are a good team. Forest are a good but team. Forest are a really really good team. And whenever I watch them, I'm, I'm not surprised. He's, he's done a great job. Yeah. But I just think they they zip the ball around yeah. so well, and they they always I always notice about them. They just play into feet really sharp passes into feet, and they move the ball really really well. They play football. And um, I just think they're really, really I, enjoyable I think to watch. they'll
0: be absolutely fine this season. I think they'll be a little bit disappointed they didn't win the
2: game. Yeah. I think right.
3: they had two or three chances in that game. San they could Johnson, have been goal of the season, San contenders. Uh, big, big, strong arm. We, we were talking yeah, about yeah. earlier
2: on. We were talking about it earlier, yeah. weren't we, about, about kind of weak hands thrown at it. That one that was rattled um, at him from about eight or nine yards yeah. out. Really straight, stands hand. up. Yeah, what's stand that, is that, what's the, 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 bit, Who is it? The centre bit. back. So, so the, the Brazilian.
3: Bit. It were like, was like what, what a
0: run. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus incredible. The, the, that's the bit there about goalkeeping that people won't appreciate. There is the fact that he stood up. When you come to six yards, it's so easy to just sort of guess, isn't it? Yeah, almost yeah, drop yeah, yeah. and get low and just guess he's going to do it. But to actually just stand there in the just heat of the battle save. at that moment in time and go, "Yeah, go on, beat me! I dare you, beat me!" Right? A lot of goalkeepers would have sank there. I've seen it. Yeah. Like again, I'm not coming back to Onana, I'm not trying to bash him. But I've seen him sink a few times this season in the Champions League in the week against yeah. Galatasaray. Yeah, goal almost... come through where the lads come through, throughs one on one, and he just dinks him. Yeah. And Nana sinks down, and it just makes it so easy for the striker. That is virtually a carbon copy. Of that way, you're thinking, don't sink, don't sink, and he don't. He stands up, makes a save, and he, then gets the rebound. He's in a good well. position, Sam Johnston. Yeah, he done really. Obviously, well.
2: with Aaron not playing, yeah, and um, Southgate doesn't seem to fancy Nick Pope. Yeah, he's in a good spot, isn't he? Yeah, And he, is. And he made a good couple of saves. I think who was it? Was it Toffolo? He's absolutely oh, rattle one right? from, from about forty yards, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. done really, really well. But the other thing with um. Forrest, I don't think he gets spoken enough, enough about, is Morgan Gibbs-White. Yeah, lovely, isn't he? It? is some player. Yeah. What I like about him, in the, in a in kind of day and age where often often it can be slow build-up, and like, he just gets the ball and goes. He goes one way yeah. and it's never backwards. So I
0: think we're talking about two teams here who are going to be absolutely fine come the end of the season. Palace will be buzzing off his international break, by the way, because they've got so many injuries. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So many injuries. So this is probably a good result for them at the weekend. Uh, we're going to do the quiz in one second. Before we get to the quiz, though, all right? I hope you saw this, Watto. I know you probably did, and you too, <laughs> yeah. well, right? Um, the man, probably one of the most beautiful footballers ever <laughs> to have lived. Yeah, graceful, massive, handsome, lovely player. Plunders goals like you wouldn't believe. Olivier Giroud, playing for AC Milan at the weekend, just went and shown that he can do absolutely everything. The goal he's got sent off, Mike Mannion. Um, he's gone and filled into it for him for the last few minutes, making save after save. It's just proper goalkeeping, is it, Watto? Well, look. He's not going to make a living as a goalie for sure.
3: <laughs> if he, he, he's going to keep his looks for sure because the one moment I've seen on the clips, when he's got to go in and be like us nutters are in their head first, and everything's in. He's got. Oh, nice no, he's oh, McLeod. Oh. 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 He, he, he's going to lose a hairpiece <laughs> here. Then, oh, oh! So he's going to
2: keep his good looks. Mate, but he fair can't play. get kicked in that he face. He can't get kicked <laughs> that in that face. That face shot. is too handsome. When hand on he, on, when again, he put, he just clipped the side <laughs> of the ball, didn't he? Did he? But he was fully in there. Mate, he did enough.
0: He did enough. All right, his presence was there. He was that brave centre
2: forward. Don't you need The
0: striker shit himself, right?
2: I think Giroud shit himself. It wasn't a John O'Shea goalkeeping performance, put it that way. No, I'll tell you what did make me smile this morning. Young Jamie, I thought he was taking the the, the mick, actually. He went, oh, Tom, have you seen that um, AC Milan have listed him as a goalkeeper on their website? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, Jamie. He's like, no, look. So AC Milan on their website, (laughs) goalkeeper." Olivia Olivier Giroux. That's class, that is. Well very done, AC. Very
0: good, Yeah, well very done.
3: Very you good. kept your looks as well. Well yeah, done, very good. Damn nice.
0: right. You really can do it all, Olivier Giroux. Right, and boys, it's quiz time. We ready? We I'm ready, oh, I'm yeah. ready, I'm ready. depends
2: on a bit of a downer. A, bit of a, a downer. downer at the moment, downer. You, mate. Well, we'll see. Right, Gosh. here we go then.
0: Uh, no mark today, so I can hopefully close the gap and draw all level at
1: three apiece. So, unlucky, mate. Uh, Jamie, we good to go? We are good to go. You ready? Yep. Question one. Who was the England manager in the Euro 2004? Swamdorne Erickson. Correct. Tom, number one on the board. <sighs> Early start off uh, mark. That's, that's Just settle, yeah, the yeah, settle, settle the, the nerves. Settle
3: the pressure, settle the pressure.
1: Feeling <laughs> my heart rate's <laughs> <eight's>
2: gone right <laughs> up.
0: Pathetic, you are. What's your heart rate right now? It's it's like eighty. Shut <laughs> up. It
3: sixty-one. Yeah. I know, but you're calm.
1: Yeah, I'm nervous. Under it's, pressure. Yeah. Come on. Question two: Which English goalkeeper has the most clean sheets in Premier League history? Joe <laughs> Hart. Correct. Oh. Come on then. Nice one. I thought I might Joe have. Joe Hart been
0: seen. has 127. I was going to say James. Has he? Mm. How many has James got? He will, I don't know. He doesn't have that
1: data in front of him. I have a confession to make. Joe Hart does not have the most clean sheets for a Premier League English goalkeeper. It is, in fact, David James of 169 clean sheets. And I just want to apologise to David Seaman. Who has 141 clean sheets and Nigel Martin, who has 137 clean sheets, and then it's Joe Hart. So I'm going to give the point to Water on this one. So yeah, back to the quiz. Question three Can you name an Israeli player who has scored Yossi in the Benio. league? Yes. Is that the question? Yeah. Huh. I got was got waiting
3: for something else. Get in there. There we go. <laughs> 1 1 1. No, I'm not on oh. Ben 2. 2 1 now. 2 1 now. So he's trying to he's trying to do you down, isn't it?
1: Question four: Who is the only team in this game week not to start an English national team player Luton. in their starting eleven? What man about no,
0: Luton? That's such Luton. a bad
1: guess. And say that again, Jay. Who is the only team in this game week not to start an English national team player in their starting eleven? What 11? they've played for England? No, no, they can play for. England. Ah, okay.
2: I think I've got it.
0: Come on, Jake. Give me a countdown, then. Not
1: yet. Not, yet, not well, yet. You give it to me straight away. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Brentford. I think it's Brentford. Correct <laughs> oh, yeah. answer. Brentford,
0: yeah. I was thinking Brentford. Henry. Oh, oh, was
1: Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Brentford. Yeah. yeah. So Ethan Pinnock. Uh, he's born in Lambeth, Madison. but he plays the Jamaica's national yeah. team, so it yeah. doesn't doesn't
2: count. Good. Good That's question. a sneaky, yeah. sneaky. Yeah. That is. Well, good question. Yeah. Good question.
1: Question five: Who is the oldest player to ever play in the Premier League? John Burridge. Correct. John Burridge is a great dancer. It was 43 years, five months, and 11 days. Second. Incredible. Second. 43. Second is Alex, Alex. 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 Alex Chamberlain. Alec Chamberlain, your old Chamberlain. GK coach. Top, Top man. There we go. So three, two, 0 Yeah. Question six: Career path question. Oh, you are good at these, aren't you? <laughs> Every <laughs> week, and he never gets it. I've heard it
3: the You can't just say it now, ain't no, you, Walter? I was going to say it. Yeah.
1: I have played for Chelsea, Reading on loan, Watford on loan, Bournemouth on loan. Nathan Ake. Nathan Acky. Yes! Oh That's a great one. Well done. Manchester well City. Well done. I need all four here then. What What? Are we on now? Seven. Question seven, yeah. 3 3 now.
2: 3 3 now. You don't oh. want a clean sheet in this quiz, Walter? Oh, mate. You Don't worry, you've had your moment. Oh, in oh, the I know, I know.
1: You can still, you can still.
2: I oh, know, Jay. Jay, Jay you said, said that like <laughs> with such conviction.
1: Question seven Who is the only team outside of England to win the FA Cup? Cardiff. Correct. Cardiff City.
2: They it's won fine, isn't it?
1: The FA Cup in 1927 when they beat Arsenal 1 0.
2: Darn it. Good guess. It was between them and Swansea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah, the only team. That's quite crazy, don't you think? Yeah. It's a good question, Joe. Well, it's not
0: open to anybody else out of things, so it has to be them, yeah.
2: really. No Scottish th- team, no Scottish team. What's the
1: score? 4 3. I mean, Nil. Three. Yeah. Nil. Yeah. I, you, I can only blow it up for you, mate. <laughs> question. Nick what now, No, no, no. Eight. What is Burnley's nickname? Tight. No, Fuck! Ah, claro.
3: Barnsley! You're just thinking about me, mate, aren't you? Hey, do you know what is? Mean? I'll give you an interesting stat Barnsley won the FA Cup, you know? Did and it was a very famous year for two reasons. The war. No. One Barnsley won it. And what were the second reason?
2: Um Coronation?
3: The Titanics and ah. oh, wow. 1912. Here's a, a while, ago, for you. while ago. A while, ago. A while ago. Were you playing?
2: I felt like a one. The-
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Burnley are called the Clarets because of their shirt colour yeah. and they copied Aston Villa. Ah, Because they were the, the top team at the time. Love that. So, so scores four, three, three one. one. Question nine. Who has scored the most Premier League goals who is not an Englishman? Salah. No. Who has scored. Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? No, no, no. No, it is. It's five no. three one. Isn't five three it? one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. So
2: you said earlier, and I can play for Mark. No, there's no chance. You don't get <laughs> no, your, your score won't you add s- to Mark. You said that no earlier. No chance. Oh,
0: uh, sorry, Mark. We'll we'll put a Tom at the bottom. You can put one. So Tom, <laughs> it'd be, it'd Tom will would be, a, to, it'd be a close match with you and me, Tom mate. Tom played one game. And he's got the same amount of you. Why? <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, all right. You're not doing.
3: You're not doing fucking great. You're not doing hey, anything. I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: second. Please, please,
1: please. Come on. Question 10. (laughs) Well, Sergio Aguero's got 184 goals and he's fifth on the list and Thierry Henry is next with 175 goals. He's seventh on the list. Come on then. Question 10. Daniel Sturridge started his senior career at what club?
3: Chelsea.
1: No. Daniel Sturridge started his senior career at what club? Manchester City is the correct (laughs) answer. I was going to
0: say Birmingham,
2: just because it's a bit of a rogue one or something. Yeah, 2006,
1: 2009.
2: Well, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'll make sure. Well, Mark, well done. (laughs) I'll make sure I'm on the other side of the production desk. Yeah, (laughs) Mark, can
0: you hurry back, please, mate? Um it's closer when you're here. God's sake. Well done Tom. I'm really well done, proud Tom, of you, mate. honestly. Yes, Tom, it's it, it's <laughs> a good win. It's a Cheers, good your <laughs> sweaty hand off me, alright? <laughs> no, I'm so nervous. Your 85 heart rate. Weirdo. Um Jamie, brilliant quiz today. Well done. Well done, mate. Um everybody, thank you for watching. As always, that's a football fill-in. See you soon.
1: Peace.